And we just talked about this, like B plus work is better than not doing it mm-hmm. at all. So I'm not saying to like get crazy critical of your space, like get it out there first. And if your intention is right, I think your space gonna is going to speak for itself. Absolutely. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hey, I'm Sarah. And I'm Annette. And we are. Thanks Thanks for for visiting. And today we're going to talk about we're going to come back to like the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say you thought about Airbnb, but you have no idea what's entailed. We're, that's what we're going to talk about today. The yeah. first investments. Yes. The first investments. Which include what in it? So time. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time to get your place set up unless, unless you're not like me and you live in like a pristine place that's like show ready and guest ready. Money. Mm-hmm. And then really just thinking about how much heart you want to put into it and mm-hmm. what what type of, you know... I'm going to say emotional investment. How much are you going to care about the listing that you're putting on on Airbnb or or any short-term rental site? So those are the three things. And probably I said them out of order. You probably should think about how much heart you want to put into it right at the beginning because it's going to decide how much time and money you're going to invest once you've made that decision. And then also the type of space. So So like, I'm going to say this and I might you know, I feel like when you're listening to someone sharing content, mm-hmm. you listen to them because you like what they have to say, or you don't like what they have to say, but you're interested to see what they have to say. And one thing I'm very passionate about is that the thing that makes Airbnb so cool is the heart that each host puts into their space, right? Mm-hmm. It's less about being like massive short-term rental, like they all look the same for me, for mm-hmm. me, um, and more about all the cute little ways that a host can share their love of their space and their city and right like whether you're in columbus ohio or you're in some awesome vacation place like let's say you're santa monica california or new york city there's just different there's going to be a different vibe yeah or internationally i mean every place is going to have um a different a different feel and that's that's the excitement. That's why that's why visitors want to stay. Um, I think so. With, with hosts at Airbnb. So let's start talking about a little bit when we say the time and the money that's investment right. that's going to be involved. So Sarah and I are just going to give you our what happens with us when we decide like our properties that we put up when we decided we were going to list them on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. The amount of time that it really takes to um, make that decision and actually get a get it listed and then get your first guest staying. Yeah. So Sarah, do you want to go ahead and start with that? Yeah. So, okay. So it's kind of like the chicken and the egg. What comes first? Like, do you give yourself a budget first and then see what you can get with that budget? Or do you have something, an idea in your head? Like, I want to do a space here in New York City that is all about pizza. Like maybe you're doing a themed place. Like, so it just depends like where you're coming from, I think. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of you are going to be thinking budget first, right? Like, okay, I've got realistically, if you're doing like a one bedroom, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, 
I probably wouldn't feel comfortable investing anything less than three thousand dollars to start, right? If I'm that. just being, if I'm shopping at IKEA, thrift stores, I'm hiring a photographer because I don't know where this episode's going to land in the podcast, but <laughs> photography is non-negotiable. I think three grand for a one bedroom is probably the lowest amount you could go, and that's if you're starting with nothing. You know, yes. um, it yeah. just kind of depends on you know, are you starting from scratch? So Sarah and I, all of our listings currently, we, well, not exactly from scratch. Like mine, I might've had a couch or like a carrot coffee maker, a few of those things. So that's one of the things you want to do is round up things that you would be comfortable using in your short-term rental. And, you know, it depends if it's just a room inside your house, you might already have everything, but it's still taking a look most likely you're going to have to spend a little bit of, you're going to have to make an investment to have it guest ready. Let's face it. I, I know very few people's uh, primary residence that would be ready for um, a short-term rental guest today. Right. So you are going to have to, to make a, a financial investment. So that's the thing that you need to do is go through catalog either A, things that you currently have that you could use with your right. for your guests or B, the things that you're going to need right. for, for your guests to stay. So go back when you're when you're doing your budget Sarah like with your time and money is that something that you set out in the very beginning like hey I'm going to spend this were you strict on that like I know I had a set amount cuz I have a partner and it was like that was my budget right. I could not go I could not go over so I know I do um I purchased quite a few things from IKEA so I was lucky enough I could go on and like you know make my shopping cart essentially online and see where my numbers were at. Do you, are, do you, do you stay really strict with the, with your budget every single time or? I try to, because as like, like any business, the more you invest, if it's not, if there's not going to be a return on that investment, either by way of higher price point or by awesome reviews, mm-hmm. then it's then a waste of money. Now it might take you some time or hopefully with the help of what we can share um, on what's worth it and what's not. I know from hosting now since 2013, that a comfortable mattress mm-hmm. and a great place to cozy up on a couch and chair in the living space, they are, again, non-negotiables. Yep. And I also was thinking about this in my head. I'm like, okay, as much as I don't think Airbnbs need to be hotels, what I mean by that is like, if someone takes an entire building of like 20 spaces and makes them all the same thing and but puts them on Airbnb, it's just different than if like you have three listings. Mm-hmm. I will soon have three listings. And I'm not saying that you can't have more than one. And I'm not saying you shouldn't hotelify them because I think you should. And we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like there's just some things that I'm non-negotiable from. So then I'll take how much that mattress costs that I love to use, which I'm happy to share that link in the show notes. And then the couches that I love to use. And then I work backwards from there. Yes, I agree. That's Those are my two big ticket items. I've never bought a mattress or a couch from Ikea. I kind mm-hmm. of specialize and go elsewhere for that stuff. So the one thing with, with the money is the time investment. Mm-hmm. Um, that is somewhere I will say I underestimate that, I think, every time. Mm. Just because... I do purchase a lot of things from IKEA. Uh, I do ever. I've done most of all the shopping. You know, I'll actually have to have somebody help me. So I do hire somebody to help me just go and load and unload, and sometimes help me build the furniture. Yeah. It's taken a long time, but for me, it's always I start from scratch. Like, you know, some of my play, like one of my places, I didn't even have a fork, a spoon, anything like that. So that takes a lot more time than. You know, if you're just moving, let's say, you know, moving house to house, what people are normally used to. Yeah. Um, those are the type of things that 
take time that you just don't think about of, of purchasing all those, getting them back to your, to your space, you know, washing them, placing them. That's, that's the part where I have enlisted help sometimes. And then other times I've just done it on my own and I merge them both each time. But the time to not only set up your space, but then list it properly. Um, I don't want to be unrealistic in that, that again, if you want to host and, you know, have an amazing space, it is going to take you some time. Can you do it in a weekend? Probably if you like go like all out, but a lot of things um, for me, like my couches, I have to order. So that normally takes some time. My mattresses, I have to order. So I have to line up delivery, cable, internet, those type of things. So that time, you know, if you have a full time, I'm not saying you can't do it, but just be realistic in the amount of time that it's going to take. And it is going to, you know, you're going to have to put that time in and schedule things out. Right. Especially depending on where you're buying things from. Another perspective too, my husband and I like to buy properties that need renovations and then they'll become Airbnbs. So like right now we're working on the renovation aspect. We're getting down to the wire. So now is when I'm starting to shop. I have a floor plan, nothing fancy, sketch it out. I know how big my living room is. I know how big my bedroom is so I can buy the right size rugs. I can buy all the stuff, start storing it mm-hmm. so that once it's done and ready, okay, I put everything in there. And again, this is like my, it'll be my fifth technical Airbnb personal. So I already kind of have a system down, which we're hoping we can just share these things with you so you can save on some time and maybe even some money so you don't make mistakes and or do things that we're like, don't do that. It's not worth it type Mm -hmm. thing. For example, I've found that in Columbus, Ohio, I invested in a sleeper sofa. It cost me like an extra $500. And I was like, well... I could charge an extra $15 per guest over two people because I have a one-bedroom apartment. I've just found that it's so inexpensive to stay in my one-bedroom compared to a hotel, and it's still profitable for me, and it's still market trends with everyone else in my area because you don't want to undercut everyone too much because that's not good no, for... No, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, <laughs> not, that's not nice. But I found that people, for, for people, they're not... They don't need to stay in a one-bedroom apartment and then pay an extra 15 bucks per person to stay in that pull-out sleeper. Although my pull-out sleeper has a cool gel foam mattress and it's really comfortable. There's no bar, but no one's really taken me up on my offer. So I would go ahead and say that it wasn't worth the investment. I've had that open for so long now that Mm -hmm. I've recouped those funds, but I think I would have been just fine not spending that extra $500, getting a regular couch. If a third person wanted to tag along and sleep on the couch... I would maybe allow that for an extra fee. Gotcha. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, that's the sort of thing that you just have to think about. Cause I had this grand idea that I could sleep more people, make more money. That might be the case in certain areas, but for my yeah. rooms, just as you're talking, I'm thinking like, if I was um, probably like, I know I've stayed on like, you know, let's say an Island or something like that. And I'll be like the third wheel of yeah, friends. Like sure. it has made sense. So it is, it's just one of those things of taking your location. Like if you're in a pricier, you know, let's say your Airbnb isn't a pricier area where you can charge more and good for you, then that's something like that might, might make sense. Might make sense. Um, but again, it's really, and maybe in the beginning, you just start with something lower and then upgrade. I know I've done that's that. That's true. I've done that on a couple of my properties of like, uh, that like I'm at the top of my budget. Once I start making some money back, then I can splurge on a couple of other things yeah. and see if it makes sense. Right. So in my spaces, I could technically have more people, like if I wanted to get an air mattress or mm-hmm. something like that, but I've just been holding off because I'm, I'm doing well without it. So I like the less amount of people that are in my space. I feel like it gives them a better um, experience. experience and it gives me a better experience as a host, not jamming a ton of people right. in, 
in the space. Right. So with time and money, I think it dep- you need to start on what's most important to you first. Do you have this grand idea about how you want to decorate the space or like what's going to make your space unique? Or do you have budgetary restrictions for mm-hmm. now until you start making money? Mm-hmm. So then you have to work backwards with them. All I'm saying is to be realistic with that starting budget. Because if you just slap old sheets and old ratty towels in your space... People are going to know that because these days, short-term rentals are super competitive. I think people are noticing, like, I've gotten, and I'm a super host, you see five stars, but I see Mm 4.9 because people have left me four stars in these little areas. Like, I've gotten dinged for the fact that um, they didn't know what brand my shampoo was because I put my shampoo in a a pump bottle. Really? They wanted to know what brand it was. That's interesting. And I was getting ready ready to switch, and now I'm second thinking that. I got dinged. Mm. Now, out of how many guests, like... In my entire experience, but, like today, but I mean, it's something to consider. And all I'm saying is, if people are dinging me for that, they would be so mad if my towels weren't fluffy and clean and comfy, and if my sheets weren't bright white and clean and new. This time, you know what I mean. So, yeah, there's just expectations sure. that people expect these days. Yeah, and I mean, and honestly, like, why do it if you're not going to give a great experience? Right. Um, because the better reviews you get the more guests you're going to get, which you're going to see that in your bottom line. So it might be a slower, you know, ramp up. Like I'm just had my best month ever. Mm. And I've been doing this for over two years. And I know that's just people seeing the amount of my reviews out there and me getting better with my pricing, but I had my best. And I was like, wow, like it's taken me two years to get to that. I mean, actually I'm in shock of what my month was, but still like, it's going to take some time, just like anything else and make it worth it. And honestly, it'll make your life easier if everything that you put in your, um, in your space is, is up to par. You're, you're going to cut, you're going to, tr- you know, spend more money trying to fix things or rig things or make, try to make things look nice. It's so funny. Cause I was just going to say, would you stay there? But so when I first moved to Columbus, we somehow met this real estate investor guy and he had Airbnbs and he walked in, he wanted to know my opinion on them because he had, was having problems booking them or getting good reviews. Okay. And I walked in and I was like, well, your couch looks like it's from like 1970 and not in the cute, like mid-century modern right. way. And his towels were like, A, I didn't know where they were. He was like, oh yeah, you have to go in this closet behind a closed door and it wasn't in the bathroom. And and he's like, I just don't get it. Cause like, I, I wouldn't care. I'd stay here. And I'm like, okay. So you're not thinking about your about your ideal client. You're not thinking it's like again, this is although it's Airbnb and it's with heart and it's personal, it's also very much a business, I think. Because people Absolutely. are paying, they're paying for a service. Right? Yeah. You're you're earning money for people to stay with you. So right. there there is an exchange, there is a transaction being made, and there are expectations. Right. And so you have to be ready for that. So if you're a person who like your home maybe isn't your castle or it's not a castle that everyone else walks in and is truly impressed with, maybe for that person, you get the advice of a friend who is kind of home obsessed mm-hmm. or I don't, you know what I mean? Like just absolutely get more opinions other than your own because you'll be opening up your home to people who maybe don't think or expect what you expect. And just look, do the market research in your area. You'll be able to see what your other hosts in your area, what their places look like. You'll be able to tell right away if you're up to par with that. So you can be the guest on the iPhone or on, you know, or on the computer knowing like, oh, do I want to stay there? Just kind of, you're, right. you're going to have to look yourself in the mirror and go, do I stack up against the competition? Right. Don't get help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I am anything else. No, I mean, just, 
I would, I would really sit down and make a plan, think about how you want to curate your space, how much money you want to spend and how much of, you know, and it, all the investments of the time, the money, emotional, right. what, how far you want to take this. It's, it's not normally for someone like, oh, you know, the Super Bowl's in town. I can, I can rent my place for two nights. I mean, I right. could Which, probably do that, yeah. but those are, those are the decisions you have to make. Do I want to, do I yeah. want it to be a business or is it maybe like, I'll try to make a little, you know, and if it box. is the little couple extra bucks, all I'm saying to you then is like, great. I love that for you. Go buy a new pack of sheets, mm-hmm. go buy some new towels. I mean, you'll make, that'll be a drop in the bucket compared to what you can make if you're even taking the time to do this anyway. Because honestly, that's how Airbnb got started. Mm-hmm. There were events Absolutely. in town and he just opened up his couch and people have started there. When we just talked about this, like B plus work is better than not doing it mm-hmm. at all. So I'm not saying to like, get crazy critical of your space, like get it out there first. And if your intention is right, I think your space is going to speak for itself. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks for listening. We're going to have many more episodes going over lots more steps in just getting your place listed than becoming a super host. So stay tuned. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.